Hey there folks, real quick note from the editor on this one. There were some uh, audio issues that are more apparent in the uh, beginning of the podcast than later on. They should smooth out uh, after a while. Uh, try to take care of as much as I could. And also there are some references in the episode to optional rules for the game that uh, actually dropped very soon after they recorded. So if you're looking for those, they are um, out now. You can go get them. So uh, that's all for me, folks. On to the show. Much like Earth, the Cold War is heating up. Welcome to Cold War Commander 2. Fortified Niche. Hello everyone, this is uh, Fortified Niche, your podcast about non-mainstream war games, and uh, it's me, JC Dent, I am your podcast host, and here's Casa, my co-host. Hi, it's me, Casa, the co-host, previously mentioned. Hey, hey. and today we're doing uh, Cold War Commander, second edition. Two. It's exciting. So it's like Red Alert 2, the better version? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if they release the entirely tongue-in-cheek Cold War Commander 3rd edition, I'm going to be extremely mad, just like I am with Red Alert 3. Oh, oof. Better cutscenes. Oh, different cutscenes. Good cutscenes as well, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, our... Well, not exactly the first uh, late, late episode that we have. So some had been tardy by coming out, but we've had some issues and uh, like, you know, stuff like plagues and brain getting in the way. But, uh, but hey, excuses, it's all yeah, it's, it's, Do you want more chances to play the cool battle, the battalion level game? I know how it is. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like. <laughs> Montague. Don't believe his lies, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't believe the man who won't pull himself by the bootstraps of his army issue boots. So... Play his faction in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Lithuanians aren't in the game yet, or probably ever. Yet. That's true. I mean, you're spoiled for choice. There's both Australians and Austrians. Ooh. Yeah. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. Uh, So yeah, this is Cold War... Cold War Commander 2nd Edition by Pendraken Miniatures, who are famous for their, I guess, 10mm lines? Yeah, really cool sculpts. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and, uh, well, there's not much, I guess, not much more to the premise of the game. It's Cold War and you're making it hot. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, I I wonder if, it's, if second edition is accurate, since it wasn't Blitzkrieg Commander also based on this rule set? I think it's the other way around. I think Blitzkrieg, Blitzkrieg, ah, sure. Blitzkrieg Commander is in like maybe third or fourth edition at this point. And as the name implies, it's uh, a World War II game. What uh, my Cold War Commander is set a bit past that, but not too much past that. Uh, it covers basically the entire Cold War. So if you want to go early, you can still have your like T-34s and Shermans rolling in uh, to battle and exploding in, in exciting ways. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, it's a cool period and it, I don't know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but the way they gamify it 
makes for a really engaging experience without being overwhelmingly granular. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't remember. I think the I think the rule book comes out with three uh, army lists. That's for Soviets, Americans, and the British. British. Uh, which is like the generic list that's supposed to cover the entirety of the Cold War. And they're posting other army lists on their website. Some of them are like uh, period specific. Like if if you want to play Soviets in Afghanistan versus the Mujahideen, there's, there's a list. But there's also separate lists for like the regular Soviet army, the Navy, the VDV paratroopers and stuff. So like, you know. Yeah, it's um, it's really cool to see. They've just put their first batch, maybe no. I think I think it's the planned batch. Yeah. Planned next batch is yeah, yeah. complete. Um, so the Mujahideen and Soviet Army, like I said, um, they're working on like, um, the Arab-Israeli wars, which you know, it's a hot, it's a controversial topic, but yeah, it's it's an interesting period and like it's a definitely game, cold war. Setting to gamify, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm just waiting for Toyota Wars. That's all I care about. You for what? The Toyota Wars. That's the only war in the Cold War I give a damn about. <laughs> Actually, I don't know which one is that. Oh, Lebanese Civil War? Oh, oh, Toyota War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I can't strap an anti-aircraft recalls rifle onto a truck, then is it really a battle? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, technicals all the way. Maybe we'll do AK-47 Republic 2nd Edition one day. I don't know. Oh, that does, that does look good. Your tweets about it were very, very like, oh, that does sound fun. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Cold War Commander, we've ex- ex- explored and experienced the premise, so you can, we can move into the rules, and it's a D6-based system, and it's, uh, you know, uh, I... I it's not. I think it's rollover technically. Equal to rollover. Yeah. Yeah, but most of, most of the unit stats are about uh, when 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 you when it's when it's about units sh- shooting and fighting. Uh, it's uh, the unit quality is determined by how many dice they roll, and uh, then there's also you know armor saves, and there are tables uh, that tell you what you need to roll to hit. So like a tank that rolls uh, four dice is better than a tank that rolls three dice um technically on the technically the game insists that no well not insist technically the game is balanced to be played as one stand being one uh, platoon so that's like uh 30 dudes or four tanks although in our in our play testing we i mean i i tried i playing like one stand is one squad or one vehicle because I'm weird like that and I and uh, this is the, the this is the furthest away from uh, one-on-one representation I'm willing to go though uh, uh, tiny tanks three millimeter blog uh, used to do uh, fistful of toes uh, game tests with with three millimeter miniatures and in that case, a platoon of infantry on a stand that, that does look okay, and they, they also would have like you know, one-on-one representation of the, of tanks. So a platoon of tanks on a stand is like four tanks. So that so, so that's used to be that. But I dig. But I digress. Um, the scale works. The scale works really well. Uh, you can, you know, lots of room for miniature errors. Yeah. And customization. Like, it feels like a lot of people without becoming like unwieldy 
which is something I've encountered playing other games that like to get really granular about like this stand is five guys and your army is now 200 men yeah yeah you should enjoy that you'll enjoy that like no actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I mean you it's doing the uh, what I, what I'd say like old timey gamey conventions where it's like you don't have to put an entire platoon on the stand and if you're playing uh, with Pendrack and ten millimeter like it would be impractical to put uh, put a platoon of ten millimeter dudes on a like what's the infantry base size five by five or something. Yeah, and I think yeah five by five is the general size. Five centimeters by five centimeters, all two inches by two inches. Yeah, so you know you you do representation. Uh, yeah, um, and infantry and cavalry. Oh, sorry, infantry and cavalry are, are five by one, five by two five, fifty by twenty five millimeters, and vehicles and transports are twenty five by fifty millimeters, and vehicles are like vertical opposed to horizontal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, air power, artillery, command are all five by five. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, so, but like you know, this they say that you can play like one stand is one squad and stuff and uh, this is what i'd prefer to do though then you have get, get into issues like transports having like uh, transport capacity for two units and like no way is a btr 60 fitting two squads in it but like again i i digress so yeah it's a d d d d six system uh one of the cool things about it is the uh command command system and stuff because <clears throat> the way you activate units is you you choose one of your HQs on the table and then that HQ says like uh, those five guys will do an order and if the and if you can roll this time 2d6 under the command value you can issue that order and those guys in the formation will do it and if you want to you can then issue them another order then this is like did but then but then you get a penalty for issue, issuing a subsequent order uh, and crucially, if any of the previously ordered guys don't get a new order, they are out of ordering anymore. You can't move them more during the uh, during the turn. So you have to think about those things. And yeah, uh, I I hope I got that through somewhat clearly ish. Yeah, uh, ordering units is simple. Yeah. The cascading difficulty, so you can't just have your your unit of twenty tanks walk forward, shoot, walk forward, shoot, walk forward, shoot, with no penalty to organization. Um, I yeah, I'm not huge on like if you stop ordering part of the group, they can't be ordered again. But I it makes sense with the speed of the game. Yeah, it definitely speeds like, it speeds the game up, and I didn't didn't particularly see an issue in playtesting. But that's probably because we didn't really take many uh, mixed formations and stuff. Yeah, the only time it really came up for us was when I did my big helicopter yeah. events and had all my guys jump out. And like that was fun, that was easy. It's like the most simple way. It's, a, it's the first game I've really seen. I, this is like I mean, my first up, up exposure to this level of gaming above like some dabbling in Epic and Flames of War where bringing infantry and armor and aircraft, it actually works <laughs> and it's good and you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so game does quite a few things, uh, quite quite a few things well, and uh, is uh, well, you know, uh, 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 like you could say it's you could say it's a grog game and stuff, but when you get down to like looking at things and rolling dice, it's uh, 
uh, really fairly easy. I mean, it may look intimidating and stuff, but like calling in artillery or aircraft is uh, like, you know, fairly simple. Yeah, it's the same for all kind of units. Um, it can be harder because you might have a different kind of commander in your artillery exposed to your um, infantry on the ground, yeah. but it's not a different system entirely. Um, calling in an airstrike is confusing the first time, Yeah, but it's only because you're operating with like different levels of stuff, and it's just like, oh, that's how all airstrikes work. Yeah, yeah. Thermobaric, um, napalm, just rockets, any kind of airstrike, and artillery basically works the same as airstrikes. Yeah, uh, um, which is yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like I like it. And if you schedule your airstrikes and uh, and artillery, you get to interact with less of the system since don't don't deviate. Hmm. So yeah, that's that 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 that's that's nice. I mean, uh, I can't wait to, for us to compare it to uh, Northag Northag one day because. Uh, famously in uh, Norfag, uh, which is derived from battle group uh, rules, uh, calling in artillery is uh, the biggest discrete rule section in the game, which is like, you know, it's, uh, not, not saying much when the, the rule parts aren't that big in general, but yeah, that's like artillery in that one is like, who boy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so it's so it's fairly easy when it comes to when it comes to that. Uh, there are supposedly optional rules, for example, like for fixed formations. So you could say that like this HQ can only order those those units and those units only. But uh, <laughs> one thing that Pendragon did to like I don't know modernize the game and stuff is like they didn't put the optional rules in the book. They they will post. They will post them online. I'm saying they will post them because at the time of the recording, which is like two or three weeks after the release of the game, actually it's almost about a month. Oh geez, uh, is uh, they haven't posted the optional rules yet. So I, I am, or I wasn't able to find them on the forum. But uh, yeah, I don't know what fixed formations do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a couple of stuff that's still coming um like just some of the optional rules are very yeah. unusual um yeah not, so not unusual like to be optional still because you can't have everything in the game in one anatomic fashion i understand that and i respect that and i appreciate they're saying like it's going to happen when we get it done and we're happy with it we'll release it and there's links and stuff it's not gonna have to like dig it out you never be wondering like why aren't there rules for tanks in this game because i haven't mentioned why like no it's, it's gonna be when yeah. Yeah. So some of the optional rules are supposedly to be like you know more granular, granular. So like for fixed formations and stuff, because there are references later in the rules for that. For that, and some some are supposed to be easier, like uh, for reconnaissance, because reconnaissance acts weird in this game. Yeah, and like weather and terrain will have optional rules at some point, uh, which made our first game kind of weird. Yeah, more, uh, more like op. More detailed uh, built-up area combat is like an optional rule, which we haven't seen yet, so we can't say anything about it. Uh, yeah. Um, what What's next? Uh, the game has a fairly simple, I'd say, turn structure. It's like uh, I do all of my stuff, you do all of your stuff. Uh, two of the... You just get one reaction per turn. Yeah, yeah. And units that react are later harder to order, 
but yeah, it has like I I I I think I I think it has four four phases per turn. I don't remember the first one. The second one is scheduled phase, initiative phase. Yeah, the in in order phase, uh, command phase. Ah, and yes. the end phase. Initiative phase is interesting because that's when units who are within their initiative distance of enemy units can react automatically without being ordered. So that's nice. And uh, uh, like, you know, if you get close enough, you can do stuff without even having your HQ around. And that's also when uh, stuff like um, reconnaissance units act because uh, they're weird and they act differently, though they can still be shot off the table. And then it's the command phase, which would be like confusing to some people. You'd think like yeah, a command phase would be followed by the action phase, but no, that that that's that's the uh, phase where you do stuff phase. So you choose a command unit, you say what you're going to do, you roll them bones, and if you succeed, you carry out the order. And if you don't, you stop ordering people around with that command unit, uh, with that HQ unit, because command unit is one specific uh, bigger er commander who's usually like has the best value but once he messes up you just finish your turn no more orders for you yeah so it kind of behooves you to use your um low level officers to get stuff done at first before trying to rely on your yeah ceo um, high tier stuff and then uh, after everyone has done moving your command units actually move uh Command units are weird in this game because it's trying to abstract them as being both like just general attention span and command assets and whatever of your uh, actual command units. And they're somewhat not supposed to be like actual representations of command units, but in other cases, they are supposed to be like that. Like when you're embedding uh, anti-air units into them and they're like, okay, so the... So if it's just an abstract representation, like why does like the distance from them to the to the or unit I'm ordering matter, or why why is it the why is the AA asset measured from that one? But uh, I guess it's not the first game I encountered this because recently I played World at War. I think eighty five. I I keep forgetting the name. It's one of the Lock and Load Publishing's games and. Uh, I it's a hex and shit game and it also has weird command where it only exists as a token that you put on a unit and so like it's also says like oh this is like command uh, commands assets devoted to controlling people but then you can also surround the units that have the token and then it can't get out so then you mean like okay so what is that supposed to represent and I guess you could say that there are weird interactions between how abstract the game wants to be and how abstract it doesn't want to be like with for example bridging units are probably the highest biggest easiest to spot units in the game so I'm like saying like well I'm playing this like that it represents a platoon so does it mean that they have an outsize uh, I don't know mark on the battlefield so that they're easier to spot or they're supposed to be bigger than others, and I don't know. <laughs> or uh, my, I guess my, uh, I guess my more more personal pet peeve, though I guess you could talk about it in army building, is how, like, okay, so this is a platoon of dudes that I have, right, right, and then the, if I buy infantry, but then there are infantry support options, like so. Uh, 
Yeah, the heavy machine gun. Just was like starters. You can buy a heavy machine gun for most of the factions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is it just fair? So what does that mean? Does it mean I'm buying a platoon of heavy machine guns? Or is this just a machine gun squad? But if you look at the hit values, which are like how many hit points they have, it's like almost like a platoon and stuff. And like, and if the and the game says that you could play it at even higher levels, well, where one stand is like, I guess, a company or something. And like, okay, so what does HMG mean then? Does it is it an HMG platoon? Uh, <clears throat> it feels like it would make more sense if you could, if those were like also upgrades or attachments to platoons or something like that which are things that exist like you can buy your squad like um a bunch of uh laws or javelins and then they're really scary and it's great yeah but then we run into another like you know point of contention where upgrades exist basically only for infantry units and all of those upgrades for infantry units are just uh, anti-tank weapons which quite a few times cost more cost more than the actual infantry unit themselves and you're like um we're playing cold war it's kind of basically expected that everyone will have an at weapon of sorts at some point why do i have to buy my guys rpg sevens and stuff like why isn't it yeah why isn't it baked into the main infantry rules or something especially if you're dealing with like a platoon where i would assume that at some point in the order battle they would have some sort of like anti-tank section or like like modern stuff where it's like each squad has has some sort of like yeah even a minor way of like affecting and dealing with like scaring off tanks like yeah i i i think i i i think i understand why this is done i they probably didn't want to like you know put infantry units based on era and time where we they would have to have like a specific anti-tank weapon or they didn't want to or they also wanted you to take platoons that to take like infantry that's like you know shitty and under equipped i don't know uh but well i don't i don't think that was the most graceful way to do it i think you could have uh, gone the route of like saying like oh this is the infantry infantry squad for up to that period or up to that date and stuff because there's uh, th- there are similar things for tanks though it's easier with tanks because tanks come with models you have t55a's t55 uh, AV, av's yeah. and stuff and... the 16 kinds of btr yeah 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 uh so like you know that this could have been handled better because like why do i have to buy anti-tank weapons because it's it's almost like a it's almost like a tax on your infantry tax on your infantry uh, stuff um yeah so that almost army building stuff uh but other than other than that i think it's other than that i think it's good it's okay you have a lot of options a lot of varieties you can you can have asymmetric battles because like yeah common like something that maybe the games workshop will never tell you is that uh in the in the common military like you know uh what you might call it uh common military knowledge is that if you are attacking someone who's defending you want to have like two three four times more dudes than the enemy does because like they have the terrain advantage they don't have to go into the unknown and like you know 
recon do recon by death uh boom and this game is like yeah so like you have attack and defense scenarios where the attacker gets 50 percent more points and the attacker gets to use more artillery and air and there's like i don't know like 12 16 scenarios in the game you can you can do all sorts of shit uh you can you can buy if you're a defender you can buy fixed defensive positions both generic and for some armies you you get like specific like uh Cassus, austrians australians could uh, get like case mats yeah could could, could um tanks in this dragon to prescribe yeah so he he basically got uh, all tank turrets put in a uh, put in a cement box and stuff, which uh, make for great defensive placement. If you play the Finnish, you can you can bring in all sorts of World War Two vintage crap, uh, like dug in Stugs used for airfield defense uh, and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's nice and. Uh... Simple. Yeah, yeah, and you can. Uh, there's also there's also rules for paratroopers for uh, for calling in helicopter assaults for uh, dropping all sorts of war crimes on the table though this this game as as uh, will any other good game tell you nuclear bombs are a bit too much for a battlefield of that scale and size but you can definitely drop war crimes like chemical weapons and biological but who would do that yeah, that they, seems really unfair yeah. and unsporting to surprise your opponent with like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like nobody would ever drop uh, free multiple rocket launch unit system barrage of chemical weapons on a position defended by Austrians. No Hungarian player would do that. No, that wouldn't happen. Especially when the play, the enemy is uh, camping in a city. Nobody would do chemical weapon on that. That that just never happens. Uh, yeah, you can do all sorts of uh, you can do all 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 all, all, all sorts of f- fun stuff that's based on the rules that's and that uh, like you know doesn't require scenario GM fiat stuff because it's in the rules uh, I'd say. But we've I I think we've been dancing around the elephant in the room, which is the way these rules are written and laid out and explained and yeah, it's it's bad. I'm I'm going to say that that uh, 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 the the rule book doesn't do a great job of explaining itself. It's it looks more intimidating than it should. It's not written as concisely and uh, precisely as it could be written. Uh, it definitely definitely needed an editor or proofreader who was not familiar with the game who was like like we say you need a hostile playtester and a hostile editor who who will force you to write everything as it should be and not how the player might assume from the uh intent of the developer yeah, once again we're not playing with the devs but you haven't got that um yeah that benefit of them explaining how the game should be played which is how i assume most people yeah. come to most of these yeah. games like we don't have the dev on site to be like, how's this supposed to work? Like, well, the rules say X, Y, Z. And to me, I mean, yeah, yeah. And there, 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 there's a reason why there's like at this point, 
uh, on the forum thread dedicated to rules errata, there's like 10 pages in. I started a 10th page question by asking like how, what happens when you concentrate artillery, but you're firing chem munitions instead of regular because chem munitions interact differently. And the devs are tirelessly answering those questions and stuff, but uh, bless their heart. I think there's, there, there's one very cute aspect of it is that they, they, they try to give you the historical reason of why something is like it is, but that's not where well, not what we're asking. We're asking for mechanical explanations. Please tell us what you intended the, the game to do mechanically and stuff, and not why not why it does stuff like that. We we're not asking you for justification. We're asking for explanation, and it's like it's a very interesting it's a very interesting thing to see. It's like oh, that's cute. <laughs> And no shade on them for doing that because, like, they're answering questions, and it's more than most devs are doing yeah. in some games that I play. It is, it's, it's like I said, it's very frightening. It's like, oh, you know, there's a forum post ten years ago where someone explained how this all worked, and we've basically been going off that ever since. It's like, okay, but it's been a decade. <laughs> You're still relying on this one post. But, no. It's a huge outlier. It's like that's stuck in my mind for some reason. Yeah. Um... Uh, I think I think it feels uh, when you go reading through that uh, errata and stuff that this is like something that should have been like done with play with a public or semi-public rules release for people who haven't played the game before or like because like th there are some rules that are holdovers from um, Cold War Commander first edition and stuff and some terms because uh, in the army list and stuff that are terms that were used in this in, in Cold War edition first, the game first edition, and, then, and now it's the second and they're changing the terms and stuff, but they haven't changed it in the book. And I would say it would all be like okay-ish as an approach and stuff, if not for the fact that they are also selling physical books, which you can't just update on like, you know, drive-through RPG. Like, uh, <clears throat> Nord, I, I had a fun experience uh, b before starting this podcast and stuff where I where uh, I looked up the Nordic Weasel Rogue Trader game. I don't remember how it's actually called, but, you know, it's the game that's meant to simulate Rogue Trader. And uh, I had one copy on, a, on an old USB disk, and I also downloaded a copy from the uh, drive-thru drive through RPG, whichever drive through serves war games and stuff. War game vault. And the copy, the, the, the old copy is uh, very much different from the the new book. It was like basically second edition or something because a lot of things had changed. So you can definitely do that if, you, if your book only exists as a PDF copy. You can endlessly update, add in errata, stuff like that. But uh, in physical books, it's it's uh, it's it's not it's not done that way with them. And with ten pages of errata on the forums already, and that's for the rules, not for the army lists. Uh, the book is becoming increasingly, I'd say, obsolete at this point. Yeah, um, it's definitely an aspect to keep in mind when you go into it. I think it doesn't seem like the the writers. Just, an, just a question and an answer. It looks like there's a lot of discussion about like why would it work that way. Yeah. Is that the result that's the best for the game? Um, and that's good to see. That's um, useful. Uh, it's it's hard to sell like while we're still waiting for all the optional rules to appear, 
and also a compilation of the errata if at all we're gonna see anything like that which is pretty would be very useful without like beating around the bush at all like you can't be searching through a forum thread for a faq result but that's not reasonable for any game yeah and uh when your FAQ is 28 pages long, it's unreasonable release second edition of Chain of Command already. Uh, <laughs> how did that come? Where did that come from? I don't know. Oh, it's just weird. Uh, but yeah. Uh, like, you can't say that the game wasn't playtested or, or, or play seen. I mean, it's li- I, the, 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 uh, the book itself li- lists like, I don't know, seven, eight, Ten guys that did uh, that did the play testing and stuff, uh, or e- e- even a whole club and the people who did army lists and stuff. But yeah, still you need you need people who aren't f- you need people who aren't familiar with the game and the system to do a more thorough read and say like, hey, I don't understand what that works. I never played first edition, or and that's what we sure. <laughs> I mean, it's partially what we did on the forums. We were like, hey, we don't understand what the, what O means uh, next to the army list. Uh, help us, please. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't recognize this tank model because I am not that sort of nerd. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean by it? Oh, it turns... Oh, and the fun thing this game does that is my most hated wargame thing is the classic of nested rules that aren't explicitly clarified as, hey, look out for these, where the type of vehicle is also an expectation... Of what kind of rules it has yeah, yeah. like i think it's armored is generally assumed to be tracked yeah and recce is like Gen- wheeled generally assumed to be wheeled and wheeled has its own set yeah. of rules and tracked has its own set of rules yeah. and they're uh, and if you don't realize that straight away you're gonna be like oh, that makes sense. yeah and uh, like for example recon follows a certain set of rules and dedicated at weapons have a certain set of rules but they're not written out or explained in the army lists and stuff, and they're not explained in the uh, army profile, which is like, hey, that's a nice way for us to segue into army building, which is generally easy. Um, You decide on your point level, you open your sheet, and you have, you know, allowances of how many of which units you contain. Some of the allowances are per thousand points or something. And some are just generally per army. So, like, you know, you'll, you'll generally... You'll, oh, you should also agree on, like, what time period you're playing, what time, because, like, the game lists which stuff is available when. So, like, we had the 1985 game, so we took 1985 stuff. Uh, and, and, yeah, go nuts, go wild. There, there, there are some limitations uh, that are specifically spelled out in the, at the end of the uh, at the end of the uh, sp- specific army PD- pdf so you can't just bring in uh yeah um and it bring, it's, it also tries to avoid the um the prototype unit being rushed into production which some other games like to do there's no like nuclear mortars as far as i've seen yeah there's nothing like that. it just called nukes is not being set for the period, which is fun. Um, but yeah, there's no like this tank had three mold before never being produced further. Here is the points cost for it and how many you can think the field. It's like no, I don't want to fight buddy E100s. Yeah. It's garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 
there, there are like battle group selection limitations at the end of the PDF. Like, so like, well, like I'm looking at Soviet Afghanistan, Soviet rules, and this is like uh, one forward air controller per per one one forward air controller per battle group. One, one Riki unit per per one thousand points. Maximum three Spetsnaz units per battle group. Uh, recall arrest rifles and stuff like uh, it. I mean, it helps a little. Though it's cu curious yeah. the difference. Uh, the difference is like uh, because like the, if you look at the table, like maximum forward air controller is limited one per thousand and three per entirely for the entire army group, and then eventually it says like one forward air controller per battle group. Uh, unless the battle group, they mean those specific like limited fixed command units or something like that. But yeah, uh, st stuff can definitely be explained better, especially like uh, when it comes to rules or optional rules. So they think rules can buy because at some point I think to, by looking by the rules you could buy, you could technically buy a tank, the the, the wheeled rules for a tank because that's how you, rule rules and rule upgrades work. Okay, yeah. Uh, it looks like a battle group is your entire army overall. So that'll be your limit there. Um, and a formation is like... Um... Formation is the discrete commandable <coughs> thing. Yeah, so everything under a certain commander. And then everyone's under a commanding officer. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, like I said, there are issues with like... Um, the state of the game... But those aren't issues if you're willing to work around those sort of limitations. Like, looking at it, to me, as an idiot, it seems like a very well-rounded um, and complete-ish um, list for all these uh, periods and armies. Like, it's not going to have your absolute um, granularity, if that's what you're looking yeah. for. And I'm sorry that it doesn't have that. But there are it offers options to provide that and like random rules are uh, random point costs to reflect like that not everything's going to be available not everything's going to be like yeah exactly what you want um, sometimes it'd be harder to field uh nine and eighties mm -hmm. that's just something you have to suck up sunshine yeah yeah so but there, there are rules for stuff we just like what uh, what we're saying is that the rules themselves are good, but the uh, presentation could definitely be improved uh, in, 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 in many ways. Hire, hire editors you don't know on first name basis and uh, listen to what they say. And, and yeah, it's like, you should just get out of your bubble. Also consider putting in more bullet points, more tables explaining stuff and maybe breaking down the uh, page layout into a two column format and not just a single one because like boy that's boy that's probably an intimidating amount of text for especially new players uh, I, I think it's very readable um, I find the two column thing so tiring sometimes oh, <laughs> just oh, like two balls of text yeah. one thing we didn't mention that the book really does well is having examples of play and uh, that ex yeah. explain the rules because like sometimes you're just reading through this and going like what? What, what what's happening and then you get it to an illustrated example of how it happens and you're like oh so that, that that this means that and that means that and you're like wow this is great now i understand this thing uh, a lot more yeah the examples are pretty pretty important understanding how to play the game yeah yeah they're great the 
I mean, for army building, sure, you don't probably need examples too much. You're uh, eventually, if you're a person playing this kind of game, you'll probably go to like battleorder.org, pull out a like uh, what what a Soviet motor rifle battalion was at some point in the past and try to recreate that in the game. So you know, you all you all you all you've already don't have to work. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Army building isn't that hard as long as you know what you want. And what you want is as many T-55s as you can get your hands on. Uh, That's true in every situation, no matter what it is. Yeah. <laughs> T-55s all day, every day. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know how like, some of the more ambitious uh, additions to the army lists work, like... Uh, Transport vehicles, helicopters. Uh, oh yeah, you have air support off table, and you can call in an AN twenty two, which is like uh, a transport uh, air transport plane that uh, can transport uh, fourteen like infantry units and stuff. So it's just like, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I I wonder how you're going to use that in a tabletop in this scenario. But considering the kind of people that like you know play and support this game, they probably did it. They pro they probably have some ideas how to use those. Uh, it's like Chinooks who can transport items and stuff. Like there was one um, European transport vehicle that could have like four squads in it or something. And there was a point where the, um, uh, the representation becomes kind of like, what, what scale is this again? Like, this yeah, is, yeah. There's a lot of guys popping out of this helicopter. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, if it's a, like, you know, a flight of helicopters, so it's a bit different. So, But if sure. you're trying to go to down to near one-on-one -on -one representation, and for example, like the Falklands army lists say like, yeah, you're doing squ squad per stand because this was a very small war and stuff. So, uh, yeah. And like, yeah, knowing that for like the list, the list is sort of telling you like, um, these are squads. This is stands. Each squad is a stand, or each stand is a platoon, or each stand is like the size of a, a company. Like that's fine. Like the game can accommodate those things. I think pretty well. Like yeah, yeah. I could. Oh, and god, god damn! I think I forgot to mention the one thing that always stood out to me, even before I tried reviewing Cold War Commander or any of these. Too bad. No going back. Onwards. Onwards. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is important. Uh, units in this game regenerate, by which I mean, say, a uh, a tank has like four hit points or something. If you don't kill, if you don't kill that tank in your turn, if you don't score like four penetrating unsaved hits, whatever on it, it's going to have full health point next turn, which is like, yeah, sure, uncertainty of war, you need to like commit enough units to like, you know, destroy something, you ne never, you can hardly, hardly ever say that it's like a, a complete kill. It's, uh, it's, I guess a bit, it feels or looks a bit different when you're playing with one-on-one -on -one representation, but on the other hand, we played like that and it didn't feel too weird. And, uh, the game explicitly says that this is done to reduce bookkeeping, and yeah, sure, more power to that. Uh, I, I think it works really well. Um, yeah, I sorry. yeah, I wanted to do like you know my own rule set with multi wound space marines, and then it's like uh, you have to keep keep track of that, and it's like ah oh, man, but yeah, no, this, this yeah, just, just saying that like they're not yeah, you haven't killed them all, so they've like regrouped, recovered, 
Um, well, and you can suppression is also really easy. If they make their armor save, you roll. They roll to hit themselves again, and they could be suppressed. And being suppressed isn't ideal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. regeneration is just it's just simple. Like you hit a bunch of times, but it turns out didn't get that, that killing blow. Yeah, yeah. And there uh, there are I think rules mechanics for routing, if I remember correctly. And in scenarios, you calculate your breakpoints, so it's not like Warhammer stuff where just we're just slugging it out till everybody dies because nobody ever really runs. Uh, no, so that the, the, the yeah, game it, the game uh, work, work, works with that. Uh, so yeah, that that the no slow grind to defeat feels good. You you can be sort of like hammered and then be like, oh, that was that was tough at work. Yeah, but mostly okay rather than being like, oh, oh well, everyone's dead. Yep, 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 yep. Um. So yeah, like what 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 we're saying is that the game does a lot of things right when it comes mechanically. It's uh, it's good, it's good. Uh so that, that now that we're talking about army building, we can talk about army buying, which is excuse to buy miniatures. Which is like, boy, do you need any more excuses to buy miniatures? Uh, depending on what level you want to do, and uh, on the like, you know, like, do you want your stand to be like one dude that represents one dude, which is like, I guess for, I guess it's technically possible, though I can hardly see how that can happen, but. Uh, if you want your if you want one stand to be one squad you're spoiled for choice if you want to do like the game tells you it's like just put a few guys and say this is a platoon you can do a lot of stuff you can you can pro you can probably even go to up to 28 millimeters though in that case i guess the like you know scale between units and terrain gets a bit wonky uh pen that's a big board pen dragon would probably love it if you went with 10 millimeter miniatures and we're not going to tell you not to do that and if you want to do, and if you really want to do, if you really want to see a platoon on that single stand, you can probably go with six millimeter or even three millimeter. I've seen some good, I have seen some good three millimeter stuff out there. Like infantry might not be that distinct at three millimeters, but Odzi Al Osmi are basically the wizards of doing like one, one to six hundred miniatures. They're like. They're like the GHQ of three millimeters, though they're not dirty cheats. They're not doing slightly bigger, slightly larger scale than everyone else. Uh, and of course, if you want to do six millimeters, there's always GHQ, and there are some other legacy providers that aren't maybe not all that up on the ball. If you want anything larger, well, 3D printing is your friend. And again, Pendragon does like uh, their own 10 millimeter, 10 millimeter stuff. Uh, if you want fifteen, yeah, if um, you want fifteen millimeters, uh, I don't know, hit a team Yankee player over the head. They deserve it, uh, and take their miniatures. But uh, you can also, you can also go for probably the the mortal, probably mortal enemy of Pendrag and Plastic Soldier Company, and they also have some good fifteen millimeter stuff. Hell, twenty millimeter exists for some reason, so I guess you can play that as well. Yeah, and it looks like there's, there's always an ever-growing market of um, 3D print makers making all of your 10mm, 15mm yeah. more um, vehicles and stuff. Like, I'm always seeing the packs floating around thingiverse of, like, you know, one one 200th vehicles, and here's a thousand of them. Like, oh, I, I, I think we have oh, the same pack in that. mind. That guy is insane. He did a lot of tanks. Like a lot of tanks yeah. and vehicles, I've printed up, uh, printed up some, and they're lovely. So yeah, they're fine. 
it's a car park. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, it's it's hard to tell people where to go because it seems like everyone, every fact, every army maker. I'm sorry, it's hard to tell people where to go because all the models seem to be focused on like their own regional stuff. Like all the British models seem to be really into the Falklands. Yep. Um, at a quick glance, like Pendragon has a pretty comp- a pretty big collection of them. Um, otherwise, find the American sides and they're nothing but like America and all the fiddly different Sherman models. Yeah, yeah. Which you could ever want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the, at their 10 millimeter stuff, and there's like some lovely T55s because that's what I care about. Yeah. And some uh, like lovely interwar inter interwar designs uh, there. Uh, Pentraken is also one of those uh, one of those grog game manufacturers and uh, producers that understand the value of a painted miniature on their website. Like oh, that's cheating. You can't do that. Yeah, like what? You're not showing people bare metal. That's 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 cheating. You, you the, the people can't all paint good or at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, a real gentleman buys a miniature uh, upon uh, trusting nothing but the firm handshake of the vendor. If, if, yeah, this fax number is more than enough for me to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna fax them some money. I don't know how that how that works, but I'm an alter me person, and this is what we do in the old timey times. Yep. So you know, get yourself some, get yourself some minis, and play yourself some games. Historicals are obviously the. Uh, cheapest uh, game in the market uh, especially if there are so many vendors and they're so selling so many things that cheaply of course you can make it ex- always make it expensive uh, for yourself by going to say flames of war because they are they they'll always sell you a, a, a more expensive uh, a more expensive miniature than the others but they also have quality going for them so like you know mileage my way uh, but what I mean, there's no reason you can't just like use paper cutouts or yeah plastic card cutouts and boxes and use nato thimbles like a real gamer yeah like you know there's nothing stopping you from that i mean you have the base sizes and you can go that yeah there are there, there are actually plenty of material for um you know printing out and making standees like junior general online has all the soviets you could ever shake a stick at so any any and even the art style is fairly consistent so you know you can do that uh point is yeah so we decided on doing for our comment for our um tabletop sim games it's just easy to use that rather than having to try and find someone's world war ii oh sorry cold war collection of models and find the right kind of tank like now nah, it's just you know change the name to tank yeah yeah uh it's also the issue that the, the tabletop simulator basically has no cold war stuff or cold war which is like annoying but you know we're maybe slowly working to towards rectifying that issue so yeah, uh, excuses to buy miniature, all of them. Uh, absolutely, um, and tremendous quality. Always the like, GSQ stuff is always really nice. Yeah, 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 like um, the stuff's only getting better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, now that we have done uh, kissing up to GHQ, uh, we can go to the compliment sandwich where we do some uh, some kissing up and some side eyeing to uh, Cold War Commander uh, Second Edition. So. Uh, I'm going to start and I'm going to say that what I like about this game is that once you're past uh, not understanding the rules because of the way they're written and all stuff, it plays really fast. Like once you know what to do, like moving a unit and shooting and doing all the other stuff, a breeze. 
Yeah, uh, getting started from um, zero was super simple. Much much more approachable than I was expecting at all. Yeah. So, like... What was that awful charts game you showed me? I was expecting that. The what now? Oh, there was some... So, talking about Cold War games a while ago, Jason decided to show me some older game where everything was charts. It was just charts for days, baby. Wanted to do something, look at a chart. Wanted to roll a hit, a chart. Wanted to roll artillery, there's four charts. <laughs> God damn, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember that, but that is entirely likely because, <laughs> like, who boy, the, those games love charts. Which is something that's fun to voice, which is, um, I'll bring you for my compliment. Um, like you said, it's approachable. It's approachable in a way that's much more of a game than I was expecting. I was waiting a lot for it to be just sort of like. Okay, now you obviously are an expert on the period, so here is a baseline of mechanics you can then shoehorn into whatever representation that you want. Hopefully you're willing to do just all of the work. Yes, uh, hopefully you have a third guy who will be the game master for you, he'll set up the scenario and adjudicate the game. We're still playing in uh, 1976 and we all have b both friends with uh, free time and expansive basements to build uh, 6x4 tables on. So yeah, like the... Not much of that here. <laughs> uh, and if I have to go for something that I didn't like, I'm going to go with the way that rules are like, you know, laid out and written and stuff. Like I it it could <coughs> it could use tighter writing, it could use more proofing, uh, a hostile editor and all all of that stuff, like, you know. Because I I think it's a game that might look deceptively difficult but if uh, i think if adequately and easily explained it could almost it could be a really approachable way for people to get into cold war gaming and stuff especially since like tank regeneration and all the rules help avoid the like oh all my shit got blown up in one turn like you know bad feels yeah i'm honestly curious if anyone's done like oh like an epic version of this because straight away I can see how it will work and how this would be fun to bring into like a science a much a much further science fiction world. Yeah. Because making it into like lasers and tanks this involves you changing the name of a gun rather than having to come up with discrete rules for why your rocket powered bullets um through better versus things like ah oh, they've got an AP score. There's no AT score on them and that's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I could I could see someone making a, like, you know, uh, an epic like uh, out of it now that you mention it. <laughs> Maybe that's something that Pendragon should do as well or something like that. I think they have something like that, but I didn't look too into it, sorry, it's my ignorance coming forward. I just want an excuse to use those super cool lazy forger sculpts from my mini factory. Because yeah. they're so pretty. Uh Blitzkrieg and I bounced really hard off of uh, Drop Fleet. So, <laughs> uh, my, my complaint is that um, the optional rules seem neat and it's kind of a bummer than I don't yet. It's petty, but like that's that's the main problem I have with the game. Like, There's a lot of stuff you're looking for like, okay, we're playing in the city. How does the city work? Oh, it's in the rules that aren't out yet. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And... Uh... Yeah, would love to. Would love to have it. Would love to see it. But uh, LOL, what can you do? As they say. Yeah, and like it's it's fine, and things take time. And I'm, the state the game is in is not unplayable, and it does. It's not like they're setting it up to be a bigger expansion. It's just like the rules weren't finished, so we weren't going to put them in the book. And I I can respect that. And like 
the published thing they've got is very playable. So mm -hmm. yeah. So for my uh, second compliment, ah oh, shit, I don't know. Uh, what would be my second compliment? I can go first. Uh, no, no, I will um, because you might steal something that I that would be easier for me to do. Damn it! <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, it's very nice that they included the examples and explanations of play. They're very good. They work nice. They explain stuff, and you're like, huh. So that's what I didn't get before. Yeah. Um. Outside of alongside doing like intentions for why they think the rules work this way, it's the next best thing, and the explanations are all like relatively detailed. And show you like why the rules work that way and how they work in play. Yeah, which is really neat. I like it. It's good. So you know, and uh, now for your compliment. Yeah, I like I said, um, Crooked Games have always been sort of like off-putting to me, and playing this one and giving it a chance really opened my eyes to like how they don't have to be that way. Mm better things are possible <laughs> um and while it's not perfect and i and i wouldn't play it every day like if someone it's just, it's the best reason i've seen to collect like uh you know six millimeter two millimeter army and actually have a, a game that's fun that's like you can play it you're not going to spend 45 minutes trying to fight the rules like no nah, man just you know let's go for it yeah, even with even with the rules and even with our relative unfamiliarity with it, I think we got like game playing pretty fast. And once you like, once you get down to where the rule, you understand how the rule works. It's it's it flows smoothly. It, it it goes fast. Like, just could be you know better explained that way using all those uh, rat and stuff. Uh, so, uh, 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 senior co-host uh, Mr. Casa, would you play Cold War Commander Second Edition? Mm, yes, with the standard caveat of um, actually, I I would if someone told me they want to play this game, I would happily three D print us both off some armies and then give them the old three color paint job. Yeah. Um, I just don't know enough about the period to pick something that's going to be like super cool um, to play and just kind of I don't know, like yeah, it's it's, it's neat. It's fun to play um i have some mates that probably try and pull it into if we could find um, a way to make it grab them more because mm -hmm. they're more like fantasy sort of players and i'm not playing a fantasy battalion game it's just not gonna happen maybe well the ultimate fantasy is world war ii actually happening in like 1972 or something so you know like hey yeah i'm like um australians are in there so that's you know half the, that's half the job uh, I'd say that I'd play the game, especially if I could go for the cheat answer if somebody released a 2.5 edition, uh, which clarifies uh, everything and like adds the URAR and cleans it all up. Like uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but uh, either the, the Bellis Multitudes or the Bellis Anti Antiquitas has a fan edition that uh, translates the lawyer speak that the rules are written into like, you know, human approachable stuff. So like... Uh, I, I I'm not saying that this game entirely needs something like that, but like uh, more clarified, more clarified, added fixed edition. I'd definitely, uh, I I think I definitely play it because it does uh, does quite a few things and it does quite a few things well, and it does uh, quite a few things differently from Norfag, which is like you know battle group Norfag. I, I I'm familiar with Norfag. I'd play battle group basically any day, so I'd also play this. It's 
offers different things for different people and it's uh, like you know another neat option to have because it's it's the first game i've seen that could purport to be like a beer and pretzel game and actually work like yeah that it's, it's a out. weird interesting spot like, because i i don't think i think pendragon would never say that this is a beer and pretzels game but i think uh, no. it's eventually like you know fifth fairly light because like you do your, your most research when you're building your army list and then it's like you know you know just smash them babies together and it and it all works out so and i don't want to diminish the game at all by saying that like there is a high level of play here you can get incredibly granular about your choices um but then once the game starts the game is not really getting in the way of those choices yeah. and it's more rewarding you for making them like the game isn't one of the list building phase but there's no it doesn't seem like you can like be ineffective in a way well i i, I infantry is still going to be all right like, I, i'm certain you, i don't know like I'm, I'm getting in the weeds <laughs> I, i'm certain you can build an army list that doesn't work if you're like bringing gold only bridging units and stuff but oh, for sure. but like yeah. if you but like if you have a cool scenario going and you like know what you want to do yeah. then there is a lot of fun to be like yeah man let's just try like Omaha Beach, but it's Mujahideen versus the Soviets. Yeah, yeah. That'd be dope. And then there's also like stuff we didn't mention, like that Mujahideen and the Soviets have like different tactics. Like the, the Soviets have their own rigid tactics, which like reward you doing like fixed things. Like if you give your order the same order to the entire formation, so it, it, it's easier for it to carry it out. And I think Soviets break harder. The army breaks harder than like you know. Americans, if they with their normal or flexible rules, and the and the Mujahideen, like they don't operate like you know a regular army, so they have like guerrilla tactics, and it makes them different. It, it doesn't go maybe too overboard with it, uh, though we didn't really play any guerrilla faction, but like you know, with a bit more clearer explanation and stuff, this would like you know it's a near beer and pretzels game in an execution and stuff like uh and it's it's yeah like the and this is a good thing like i said i'm not going to say that like this is what they've gone for this is not like their stated intent but this is like the way it reads to me as a as a game that wants you to play it rather than a game that said like be fought Mm. like everything is just like it's not super clear there are still problems but the problems aren't the problems that we've been carrying with other games. Like, every game needs to do, like, a hard second edition, and that's, like, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to hold it against this game for not having, like, a super clear second edition. Like, things, budgets and whatnot, time constraints. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd I, definitely play this game again, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know. You know uh, shit, I even have that the six millimeter team yankee army i have in the uh, closet and stuff i'd take that baby out for a spin uh, and th- this would be the better rule set for it yeah like if you've got anything from like 1944 to yesterday i don't see why you'd want to i haven't seen much else in my limited exploration that doesn't have a huge list of caveats with it as opposed to this history like mm, it's fine well, well, to maybe spoil, uh, to maybe spoil some future episode on it, uh, uh, trying seven days to River Rhine, which is one of my plans, and seven days to River Rhine is basically positioning itself as like the the rules right beers and pretzels Cold War game. So, we'll see how that goes in the indeterminate future because we're not doing two groggy games back to back. To wrap this baby up, this uh, this was our episode on Cold War Commander Second Edition by. 
Pendragon Miniatures. I have been your host, uh, JC Tenth. Uh, you can find all of my stuff in the links in the show description. Please buy my t-shirt or something. And uh, I was accompanied, as always, by our faithful co-host and sometimes host, Casa. Bye. So yeah, and we'll return next time with another miniatures game. Ooh. No!